This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You're listening to Valley Football First and Goal, the official podcast of the Missouri Valley Football Conference on the lineupmedia.fm network. Now, your host, Kelly Burke. Welcome to the MVFC First and Goal podcast. I'm Kelly Burke, and today's guest is having a breakout season for the SIU football Salukis. Ralph Leonard is a senior wide receiver for the Dogs. And Ralph, I, I want you to know, too, that you are the first active MVFC player that I've had on the show. Typically, I'm interviewing guys as they're getting ready for the draft, you know, once they're in the NFL. So very, uh, very special honor for you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So you grew up in Starkville, Mississippi. How is football a huge part of the culture down there? I mean, it's a, I say it's a small college town with um, Mississippi State. Is um, That's the college that it's in. So I guess pretty much, I mean, with that college, that's pretty much all that's there. So they just, if they're any sports team, they're doing good. Everybody in the city is going to know. So they just thrive off of that school. Yeah. What is your earliest football memories? I guess um, I guess my friends pretty much. Um, growing up, I was playing flag football, and I didn't really – honestly, I didn't like being tackled, so I didn't play tackle football until I, I think the sixth grade was my first time actually playing organized tackle football. So I guess it's with my friends, wanting to play with my friends. I started playing more, and I was just pretty much – growing up, I was always taller than everybody, so I pretty much always played receiver. And I could catch, so I guess let's be. I guess I say playing with my friends, always being around them. So, do you like being tackled now? Well, I guess it's <laughs> a part of the game, so I still try not to. But you know, it's a part of the game, so I'm I'm fine with it now. Yeah. So, did you grow up then a Mississippi State fan? I assume, and that you know, Ole Miss is is the rival, so to say. Well, I guess yeah. My mom, um, she graduated from Mississippi State, so I like growing up in a household where Mississippi State fans. But I wouldn't. Parte, uh, I wouldn't just say that they're rivals. My mom doesn't really like them, but I don't have anything against them, though. Okay. So your college journey, it's kind of been a, a winding one. You started at FAU, and then you went uh, to East Mississippi Community College. How did you find your way to SIU? Um, Out of high school, my senior year at Coach Hill, he had offered me a scholarship. Okay. But I had, um, you know, I had Division One offer, so he was just like, if anything happens, you know, you can – I can still come here, but I I decided to go to um, FAU. So when I was at East Mississippi, he offered me again, and I already knew him. And out of there, I didn't have many offers to choose from. So coming here was pretty much a last-minute decision, but I trusted Coach Hill because I knew he had offered me out of high school, so I already knew a little bit about him. And I just felt like this was the right place for me to finish college. Yeah. So how has it been? You're now in your second year, and uh, would you would you agree it's been a great decision? Yes, it is. And like outside of football and stuff, like I like the town. It's pretty much a small town, just like Starkville, where I grew up at. So, like outside of football, I like it, and I like the team and the coaching staff here. Yeah. So your junior college, it was featured uh, on that Last Chance You Netflix series, and I've watched reality TV. Obviously, you've watched reality TV, but when when you're actually one of the subjects of reality TV, how is it a different experience? Um. I guess like growing up, well not growing up, but when I watched reality TV, I started, I was like, I liked it like for entertainment wise, but I started to feel like it wasn't like legit, like reality. But 
But I mean, there I started like realizing even more and being a part of it. But it was a fun experience, but it gets a little like um, tiresome with the cameras being like they were around basically the whole day from like when we went to breakfast and then like after practice, they were still there like all day. So, I mean, it was fun, but at the same time, you can get annoying from it. Yeah. Did you did it change the way you acted at all or just, you know, maybe what you would normally say, just knowing there was a camera around? Yeah, I mean, um, like more so like. Um, I guess behave better, like watching my language pretty much, yeah. or just just anybody. I mean, I really didn't really care for the cameras, but I didn't. Re- I don't really like go seek for attention. So I mean, I just acted pretty much the same I would, and cameras weren't around. Yeah, last year you were you were the third leading receiver on the Saluki team, and then fast forward to this season, you're one of the the top three receivers in the entire conference. So what's been key to your improvement from last year to this year? Um, I guess I'm more comfortable in the offense this year than I was last year, and I strive on getting better every day. And me and Sam, we work every day since I've been here, working on getting our connection down. And I just pretty much trying to do whatever I can to help the team win, no matter what my role is. I play it, and I just want to win games, so I'm going out there and giving them my all every every play and every game. So with your connection with Sam, what's been key to developing that chemistry? Just like um, pretty much getting our timing down, knowing um he has to know I have to know where he wants me to be at on certain plays and just getting that getting that timing down, just getting our connection good. So Monday through Monday through Friday and then when a the game comes on we're sharp. So a couple of weeks ago you had a chance to go back to your home state uh, and play at Ole Miss, and and I know for you that, that wasn't just another game to you just because <laughs> the ability to, to sort of go home. And you had a breakout performance. You you had six receptions, 117 yards. You had a, a couple of touchdowns, including that 70-yard catch and run uh, right before halftime that gave you guys the lead again. So how surreal was that experience to be playing at Ole Miss and then not only to be playing there but to have the game like you did? Yeah, I mean, um, honestly, I expected that from me. I want, I just you know, I wish the outcome would have been different. But it was, it was real fun, like, playing in a stadium that big, like, when I was at FAU, we played Florida, but I didn't really play. So I was, I've been in the stadium that big before, but actually playing in it and like with all the fans that were there, it was fun. And I just, just out there trying to play ball and just doing what I could to help the team win. When you were actually in the game, I mean, were you feeling the emotions, just everything around it? Or was it kind of one of those things where it was after the game, it really hit you what you'd done? Uh, it was, i say it was during the game. Like I felt it like, with the crowd there but like on like the second touchdown when I was running like for like my first few steps I heard the crowd and after that I couldn't hear anything while I was running towards the end zone so I guess it was real surreal for me. So that same game there was a there was a funny moment because your your teammate Nigel and I know you know about this but it's because it's obviously gone viral but you you went down to help him celebrate a touchdown and obviously he wasn't on the same page as you or or maybe we can chalk it up to the fact he's new this year but there was a little funny situation where you went to celebrate and jumped over him and he just he wasn't really there to like help help you out so take me through what exactly happened. Um, well, well, from first the play, like he when he scored the touchdown, I was we it was our first possession. We were driving down the field, and I was my emotions was going pretty much during the whole game, pre warm up, pre game warm up, and everything. And when he scored, I just got I got real hype, and he scored, and I ran up behind him, and I jumped up and 
It's funny that he's six eight, but I actually jumped too high to jump on top of him, and he moved out of the way right on time. And while I was while I was falling, I was like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> and then I just, that was like basically where the student section was, the crowd. So I had to get up real fast, and I just tried to make. I hope nobody noticed, but they they actually they pretty much the whole world saw it. So did you? I mean, did you think it was gonna blow up as big as it has? No, I didn't. Like it happened. Like when I, when I went on the side when we went on the sideline. Nobody said anything about it, and nobody really said anything until after the game when we were in the locker room. They're like, you made Barstool. It was all on Twitter, and it was just funny when yeah. I saw it on Twitter and everything. Well, that's good. At least you have a, you have a good attitude about it, right? It's, I mean, I guess, I guess any publicity is good publicity, right? Yeah, it was fun, and I was on, and I got on SportsCenter that Friday, so the next Friday. Oh, so nice. Like, was it for yeah, the, um, the not top 10? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Nice. So your head coach, Nick Hale, was telling me that your family comes to every game. How vital is their support? Yeah, it's real big with my mom. She, I'm, I'm the youngest out of four kids. I have three okay. older sisters. So I, I was spoiled by my mom and my sisters growing up. So I guess I just want to – they come whenever they can. My mom and dad, they were at every game last year. They went to both the South Dakota games. Wow. They drove. They drove to South Dakota – when we played them oh and I don't know how long it was but it was a long drive and I just with their support it um, drives me to do it to um, keep getting better and I want to just give everything back that they gave me while I was growing up so I just want to give everything back to them yeah what was it like growing up with three older sisters um it was uh don't know how to describe it but I mean they all they all play sports growing up so it was, uh, an athletic family is just I mean, I get it was a. I learned things a lot. Learned how to treat women and stuff like that. It was fun. I just I had a cousin that was basically grew up down the street from me, so I I wasn't just always around girls. But okay. you know, I wasn't always at the house because I didn't just want to be in the house with a whole bunch of girls the whole time. <laughs> That's understandable. <laughs> and now you're around a bunch of guys, right, with the football yeah. team. So it's like you have a. It's like you have 85 brothers. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I really love this team. Like. I didn't grow up with a brother, so I mean, I really love these guys, and they're like brothers I never really had. Yeah. My conversation with Ralph Leonard continues in just a second, but if you're enjoying this edition of the MBFC First and Gold podcast, check out all the lineup media group offerings, sports and non-sports podcasts. Now back to the show. You won a state championship in high school. I believe in, in – I know you did in basketball. I think you did in football, too. Yeah. Um and Brady Davis was your quarterback, and you got a chance to see him last year when he was at Memphis, and then now he's at Illinois State as the starting quarterback. And so how how ironic is it that your former teammate is now playing in the same league as you are? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, we um we worked out over the summer. While we were at summer break, we came both at home. We worked out at our high school. So, I mean, he, he was telling me when he left Memphis, and he said he was thinking about going to Illinois State. And he was like, he was. I mean, we both knew that we were in the same conference. So I just told him, I mean, I was like, just do what you got to do. I'm saying, I know you want to be on the field. So I mean, if you go there, I, mean, I just told him, I said, we got to beat y'all. But I mean, I want you to do what you have to do. Yeah. And and here he is, and he's doing really well for the Redbirds, uh, playing really well and starting for them. I mean, how often do you guys talk in season? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I see what I saw what he's been doing the past few weeks, and. I actually talked to him last week before their game, and I just keep telling him keep um doing what he keep doing what he's doing, and we're gonna. I mean, I'll see him in a few weeks when we play him, and even after college, hopefully in the NFL, we see each other again. Yeah. 
So you you and I had talked uh, a little bit ago about about your quarterback Sam Straub. What do you feel like makes Sam such a good quarterback? Um, I say he's a good leader. He's very he's a smart player. He knows what he's doing. He um, leads the team real good. He he listens to Coach Hill, and Coach Hill knows what he's doing. And we just um, I just feel like he's he knows what he's doing back there, calling the plays and. He can read defenses real good, audible, audible out sometimes. So I say he's just a smart player and a great leader, and the whole team listen to him when he speaks. Yeah. What do you feel like makes you a good football player? Uh, I say I, I can take coaching real good. Like when I when I mess up on something, I listen to the coaches when they're correcting me. I don't. I just want to. I try to keep getting better every day. I try to look for one thing that I did at practice, like. Say tomorrow, I look at practice from today and try to get better at something I didn't do good today, and I'll come back tomorrow and work on that. Yeah. So I try to find at least one thing to get better at from the day before. Has that something you've always been able to receive? Is constructive criticism? How did you learn to develop that? Well, I guess just taking all the time. Like I wasn't just. I say I, I was a late bloomer, so I wasn't always just. I say this good. Like when I was in high school, I didn't I didn't play at all my sophomore year. Really? So I just yeah I just took coaching and trying to get better from cause from coaching and I just learned how to take criticism real good and my dad's real tough on me so I just I just took it a lot growing up and I just learned that if they're not they're not really downing me to make me worse they're telling me to make me better. Coach Hill, I was talking to him yesterday and asking him a little about you and a c- couple of things he said about you. He said you're quiet, you're humble, uh, you're unselfish, and he, he talked about your big smile and uh, that you come from an awesome family. So, how would you describe yourself off the field? Yeah, I say I'm pretty. Well, a lot of people say I'm quiet. Like everybody's first impression of me would be I'm quiet. But I wouldn't. I say I'm quiet, but just when I get to know people, I, I open up more. I'm just I'm not really an open book when it comes to mean people. So I say I'm quiet. I I know I have a a nice smile and. Real active, like yeah. You're a sports administration major, and I know your goal is is to play in the NFL and to play pro football. So, whenever down the line your football career ends, what are your post football plans? Uh, really, um, I say coaching. I'm not really like deep that deep into it, but I probably say like at the end, or if it doesn't work out, I try coaching somewhere because I know I can. Even like my high school coach, I have, I have a job there, but like even somewhere else. I just try coaching maybe. Yeah. Do you eventually want to go back to Mississippi? Um, I would. I mean, that's not where I'm trying to live, but yeah. if it takes me there, then yeah. Yeah. So earlier this year, uh, Rachel Barabo came in to talk to you and uh, the rest of the team about changing the narrative and being Kings. And what do you remember about that conversation? Um, mostly, um, I say like treating mostly treating women with respect because she like t- talks about like how most people like there'll be a group of guys at a table talk talking down about a girl or just your teammates in general and will somebody be mad enough to tell them like not to disrespect women or something like that so I mean for me like I got a lot of out of it but mostly but like, treating women with respect really what hit me the most because I like I have three older sisters and my mom and like I learned from them, just treating them right with them. Growing up in a household with all of them, you have to learn how to treat women right. How do you try and do all those things on a daily basis? I guess just, I'm more so, I say a lead by example kind of guy. Like I don't really, 
I don't really talk much unless I really have to when it comes to the team. But so I guess it's doing the right things on and off the field because I know people like even not my teammates. Like there's always kids around. Like even the the coaches' kids around after practice just doing the right thing. It's not using bad language around them and just saying more so like just because I know there's always people watching and I try to lead by example and people always tell me you never know who's watching you like even in a game I try to have good body language where I'm at even on and off the field. What's your favorite thing about living in Carbondale? No it's not just it's not really like a big city like say I I like Miami or something like that so I guess it's, it's small most like everybody knows everybody here. It's not real big or showy or anything like that. What was something that that stood out the most when you came in on a recruiting visit? Uh, I can't really, when I came on my visit, um, nobody was in school, so like no oh, students okay. were here or anything. Okay. Yeah, so I just yeah, so I guess the coaching staff and Coach Hill and I had, it was a couple players in town, so I met them a little bit. So I guess just meeting them and just the coaching staff was felt like. It was real close and like a family atmosphere. Yeah. So going back to the non-conference season, I mean, you guys had some real highs and then obviously, you know, a disappointment when, you know, in the loss against SEMO. What were the big takeaways from non-conference play as you headed into the bye week? The most thing I took away from was playing a full four-quarter game like with SEMO. We, I mean, we scored like 40-some points, but our defense had like to cause like six turnovers. And then with Ole Miss, we played, like I say, three, two and a half quarters maybe of good football. And we turned the ball over late and things got out of control there. And even with SEMO, we had a good, we had a lead at halftime, but we, we weren't playing good. And then we just, we couldn't figure out how to finish the game out. We finished, but like as a team in whole, we didn't finish the game out. So I guess just playing a whole, a whole game as good as we can, I say that's what I took most out of non-conference play. What's been the the most memorable moment of your Saluki career so far? And hopefully there's a lot more memorable ones to come. Yeah, I mean, um, I try not to, um, don't know how to say it, but I like, just not, like, look into games that we lost. Like, the past two games, I say I had a good game, but it didn't end out the way, I, the way we wanted them to. So I guess just, like, outside of football, just, like, get learning, getting to know everybody on the team and getting more brothers so I just like um, getting closer together with everybody on the team, maybe. What are a couple interesting things about you that not many people know? I say I'm I'm kind of funny, like a lot of people. Like I don't have a lot of people like me. Um, not I'm not really as quiet as people think I am. Okay, I can say that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like outside of football, I just watch TV and play the game pretty much. But I'm not doing anything with football, so I don't really get into much really what are uh, your go-to shows um if it's nothing dealing with sports i'd probably say um i like watching the office i like watching reruns of the office um i like impractical jokers a real lot and wild and out okay and then who were your teams growing up like nfl and then obviously college um I guess college. Um, I went to. I guess I went to Mississippi State games a lot, so I yeah fan of them, and I know a, a bunch of people on the team there now, so I still keep up with them. And um, NFL, I was a Cowboy fan. Oh no, kidding! How did so? How did you become a Cowboy fan? I guess um, my dad pretty much. He was a Cowboy fan. Just him liking the Cowboys. I guess I just grew on that. And he's a he's a in the baseball. He's a Cardinals fan, so I still keep up with them a little bit because I. 
I played baseball growing up, so I was pretty much a baseball guy in, up until like my sophomore year of high school. What position in baseball? Um, outfield, okay. like center field. Very cool. Do you think that playing outfield, has that helped you on the football field? Yeah, it did a little bit, i say. Yeah. Who would you say are a guy or maybe it can be a couple of people that you model your game after? Um, well, right now, my favorite receiver is Michael Thomas for the Saints. So I keep over him a lot. I watch his highlights all the time, and even like like on YouTube when people are breaking down film on him. So I guess I try. I say him and and Larry Fitzgerald. I watch him a lot too, mm-hmm. even now and back when he was younger playing. When you are going one on one with a defender in a game, what do you feel like is giving you the edge in a matchup? Is it? I mean, I know you have a lot of length. Is it your hands? Uh, you know, is it is it the way you run routes? What do you think really gives you the X factor? I say I probably say like my my hands and my. Um, my link to like even if I don't get open if if I feel like I tell the quarterbacks all the time they throw it to me I'm gonna catch it so I mean even if I'm not open I still have confidence in myself to like beat the defender and get the ball yeah well Ralph uh, and is there anything else that we should know about you um just stay tuned and watch the Saluki football team Awesome. Well, I wish you a lot of luck this weekend and uh, look forward to what you continue to do the rest of the season. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining me. If you like what you heard from Ralph Leonard in our MVFC First and Gold podcast, please do us a favor and share, subscribe, and leave a review. Lineupmedia.fm also is home to many other sports podcasts, shows like Bleacher Bums, 11th Inning Stretch, and Performance Nation. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Tune in next week for another episode of Valley Football's First and Goal with Kelly Bird, the official podcast of the Missouri Valley Football Conference, only on the lineupmedia.fm network. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and anywhere you get your podcasts. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.